0: and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper.
1: Have you ever started a fishing club? I've talked to a lot of people in my lifetime that have started fishing clubs. They've tried to start fishing clubs, and uh, I've seen a lot of them come and go. But I'm with James Calloway. We're actually down on Washington Lake in Mississippi at a media camp this week. But, uh, James, you started a club up in Arkansas.
2: Sure did, Bill. Back in 2018, we uh, had the idea of starting a club. Uh, Another fellow and I was uh, instrumental in starting it. But he bailed out on me, (laughs) and it's all on me now. (laughs) I've been there and done that.
1: You know, that's the way it is. So with a lot of clubs that you run into, you know, I don't care what kind of clubs uh, it is you're talking about. It can be a sports club, a fishing club, a hunting club. But after it runs for a while, it seems like the biggest part of the workload comes down
2: to one or two people. Well, I was doing it pretty much before he did. But after our first tournament, he decided that work was going to be more important than his uh, contribution to the club. So I took it on myself, and my, my wife kicked in with me, and we've been full steam ahead ever since. Hey, that, That's what it takes. But where at in Arkansas? Well, I'm based in Warren, Arkansas, in the southeast corner, kind of in southeast Arkansas, in Bradley County, home of tall pines and pink tomatoes. Tall, pans? tall pines, tall pines, and pink tomatoes. Ah, oh. it's according to how you say that—tomatoes or tomatoes or tomatoes. <laughs> or or tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that sounds like good
1: country. If you got tall, beautiful pines and lots of tomatoes to eat, mm-hmm. I think I could be happy there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some pretty good crappie fishing around in the area too.
1: I, I've heard that. I spent the afternoon out in the boat. With you and your good buddy Mitch Glenn and uh, <laughs> y- y'all two old timey crappie no, fishermen, no, no, I, I think you've kind of bragging about Arkansas up there a little bit. Yeah. But what inspired you to start a fishing club?
2: I kind of had it in the back of my mind at one time, and I, I saw uh, the Central Arkansas Crappie Association, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, Jason Westerberg, and. Uh, then there's a northeast, North Louisiana, which uh, Crappie Fisherman United of Louisiana, which was Neil Pace, and uh, I've seen all these clubs starting up and this and that. And uh, I said, "Hey, what's holding us back from starting one in South Arkansas?" Exactly. I knew there was one up in Northwest Arkansas around Beaver Lake, and uh, like I said, we've got we've got some good fishing, but we started off. <laughs> Our first tournament this year was in in February the 6th, and we crossed the southern state line into Darbone. Oh. And kind of kind of playing out of the box a little bit. And we're also gonna be at Lake Washington in June. But um and I'm gonna run a, a crankbait tournament here July the twenty-seventh. But uh, it's it's just been kind of a you know and got several sponsors up and everything to start off with and it just went from there we have maybe six teams at one tournament we might have I think our first year we had 16 was the most we had and you know people were very encouraging and they kept kept me encouraged and so we went for one more year yeah, and, and, and it, we doubled in size. Actually, tripled in size. Wow, we you were must have been 90, doing something right. We were over ninety members last year. You do have to join the right. club, uh-huh. and it's a twenty five dollars membership fee. Which you know, you spend that much oh. <laughs> in a few days with uh, doing something else. But well, you can go to a hamburger joint. You and oh your wife can spend yes, that much gosh, one meal easily. But our, our tournaments now are a hundred dollars. a an entry per boat Mm -hmm. and our first tournament we had 31 teams in it which which we drew a lot from louisiana yeah pretty strong start we drew a lot from louisiana and several went down from south arkansas and everything but our next tournament is going to be march the 20th and it's at a fish factory the biologists in that area calls it a fish factory we had last year we had 28 teams fished in that tournament which it doubled and uh, (laughs) 24 teams weighed and first and second was uh, 1831 and 1816 and that's how many fish that's seven Wow, so that's a pretty good average. It's, it's a very—it's only a seventy-five acre, seventy-five hundred acre impoundment, but um, it is—it's full of stumps. Very, and it's got a, a creek running through it, bile running through it, and those fish will migrate to the—you know—in the, you know, the winter time they'll be in that creek channel, but then they'll go out on these flats and stuff, and it's just full of trees. And they'll they'll be hanging around those trees, but it is a fish factory. We're looking forward to it. I'm open for forty teams there. Forty teams, maybe. Wow,
1: wow. Well, boy, it certainly sounds like fun. And of course, up my. More- Part of the world, I'm kind of in central Missouri in, in the Ozarks, and we've got Lake of the Ozarks up there. We've got Stockton Lake, Palm de Terre, all good crappie lakes. But you know what? The, just I was raised in Mississippi County, Missouri, <laughs> just like, look like the same country I'm looking really? at right here. Yeah. I was raised right close to the Mississippi River, and I understand yeah. here Lake Washington is just a, a oxbow off of the Mississippi right, River. It's right. not too far away. I feel almost like I'm home. Well, I, I imagine
2: you do. I, I'm looking at cypress trees out here. You know, just north of here. Over on the Arkansas side, the Lake Chico, which you might have flown over coming down here. uh, It's the largest Oxbow Lake off the Mississippi River. It's 25 miles long. Wow. We had our championship there last year, which we didn't have but about 12 teams show up. And our weights were pretty pitiful. I think one team caught a little over nine pounds, but... uh, scoping is beginning to be the main thing in these tournaments. And I'm kind of thinking that uh, I might start two divisions. Oh, there you go. Maybe have two divisions for the old-timers or the folks that don't want to use a live scope. scope, Yeah. You know, I'll have a division for them and then I'll have a division for the Scopers because they're in a league of their own now. I
1: mean. they, they really are. And, of course, I'm an old-timer. I'm only 72 years old. I used to just used to use a cane pole when I was a kid with men, you know, and pull them out of the willow tops on the bayous, and the oxbows like this. And But we had a chute, a it was called. It came out of the Mississippi River. It was a dug canal that looped about 20 miles. But, boy, it was just full of willow trees and some cypress and we pulled a lot of big crappie out of that so i i know a little bit about the southern style <coughs> crappie fishing but uh your term you know tournaments uh remember when the bass fishing tournaments all started big time way back when mm. i had a lot of invites to cover those and i i wasn't too fond of bass fishing tournaments because back then they killed so many fish yeah they're a ton better at it these days but i would uh I myself would a hundred times really get into a crappie tournament well, than a bass tournament. are so
2: much more prolific. I think they they can you know they can really multiply uh, and and uh, get their spawning if they have a good spawn and everything. Which we don't worry about trying to put fish back. That's on the person themselves. Sure, you know, exactly. They they do have to come in to the check in at the way in live. Right. If they don't and they do have a big fish that they want to weigh there's a 25.25 deduction right which if they've got a good you know if they got a possibly almost a three pound fish i would want to weigh that fish too i would i would too well the thing is uh, you and i both know
1: little big old crappie fillets are mighty fine and, and I've eaten a few bass in my lifetime but they don't hold a candle to a good we, crappie
2: we, you know what a crappie fisherman calls a bass <laughs> <laughs> probably decide a lot of different ones but we say a ditch pickle a ditch pickle ditch pickle you know? <laughs> I love it I love it I, love I don't it. know where that comes from but I've heard that and
1: heard oh, that. boy, I'm going to stir up some friends of mine oh, for okay. sure well, you know?
2: You, you're know, welcome to use that it's not mine
1: I come well, off I, I, so. I tell you well it's always fun to pick up on stuff like that and that's one of the lovely things about going to different places you know i, I said i'm wearing a cap instead living the dream on it uh, because this is the living the dream Outdoors podcast sponsored yeah. by living the dream outdoor properties and boy it is a dream come true to get to come to places like that meet people like yourself sit around and tell stories
2: we <laughs> even caught a couple of fish well, too. we
1: did Believe i'm proud we did that with myth <laughs> miss Glenn
2: cutting did up you, in the boat. Did you see how fit quick he went to that second
1: one we had? Oh, he did. He wanted to feel the fish <laughs> on the end of the line. Then, well. Did he know, though, that one of his Pico crankbaits was on the end of that line? Uh, I think he did. I think he I think did, think he too. Did. And he just he just wanted to reel that big old fat crappie in and be able to brag about it did. a little bit, I yeah. think.
2: And I was glad he did. Pico's one of our one of our sponsors of the club and everything, and, and I think a lot of Mitch. I use his crankbaits myself. Oh, I do, too. And uh, he'll, he'll fix us up a little ditty bag, and we hand out tickets, you know, and we'll hand out door prizes at right. the end of each tournament and everything. Try to get everybody to win something. Yeah, that's you always know, fun to it, to get a little something of yourself. always fun to hear you numb, you know, you're looking at the
1: oh, door and you're at, like, oh, yeah. You betcha, you. we all love get that. Your but sometimes. I first met Mitch up in Missouri, I think it was on Stockton Lake. We got to talk about pico lures and all, and there was a mention of the Bayou boogie, I think, and I fished those when I was a kid. I don't think Mitch had them at that time, but still, uh, I had to. I had to get mine out. I still had one, and I got out, and caught a few bass on it, just kind of for grins, you know. And but Mitch, what a great guy he is. I love is, being around him at is. any time. Well, the the. Uh, fishing camp that's going on down here uh, the next few days was put together by your good buddy Brad Wigman Yeah, yes, sir, I
2: believe it was
1: yeah w- Wigman's in our Missouri Outdoor Communicators we all love him to death he makes some of us look bad sometimes You know, <laughs> he's, he's fabulous with a camera just does some great work he's got a lot of get up and go oh, he does, well, ride the bus. He's, he's a bit younger than he's a bit younger than we are and uh, he's just a go getter I keep telling him he needs to hold a seminar to teach some of us old guys some of his techniques, but I think he just don't want to give them away. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: well, uh Well, James, uh, with your club, where do you see the club going in the next few years?
2: Well, I would love to get some help. <laughs> there you go. You I'd love you. to get some help, but... Uh... I I just see it maybe turning into a magnolia crappie club one of these days.
1: (laughs) There you you go. That's my dream. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But uh, people getting together like like this, uh, some people think they like to fish the huge tournaments with hundreds of boats and everything. But when you take a small club like this, everybody pretty well knows
2: everybody, right? Everybody gets to know each other. and and you know make new friends and it's that's what it's all about
1: really it really is and it's more of a personal thing with a small club like this and and you know it's been interesting to watch in our lifetime how the club situation has gone and i used to be when they first started i was a little bit set against that but you know what the fishing clubs have brought a ton of new fishermen into the program and they always got the rules and regulations the try their best to make sure that people are fishing ethically being honest and upfront, and it's it's intended just for everybody to have a good time
2: we've got a list of rules and you know to go by and hopefully everybody is there's a lot of personal you know honesty that goes into a tournament
1: oh absolutely especially
2: with this live scope you're supposed to catch that fish in the mouth but you can't possibly snag that fish. Uh-huh. And
1: so that comes down to an honesty issue. That
2: comes down to an honesty issue right there. If, if you're, in, in, if it's a big one, it'd be hard to throw it back. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> really it really right. was. Well,
1: I, I'm not even going to get into the discussion about uh, what's the old saying about uh, all fishermen. Or liars or all liars or fishermen
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, but that's one that's another one of the enjoyable things about tournaments like this just a social aspect of it because people are going to gather around they're going to look at the biggest fish and then the stories are going to start to oh, flow yeah. you. isn't it fun to get to those, listen those the,
2: have already probably grown some since we caught them this oh after. yeah exactly
1: well up in my part of the country I've got kind of a reputation for that you know uh, <laughs> stretching the truth to just a little bit but in fact one of my old ed- editors uh, he really pulled a good one on me one time i'd been down on the creek caught a big nice uh, rainbow trout well I- i'm good to pack a little bit of cooking gear with me you know so i grilled that trout right oh, on the wow. gravel bank you know? really but it was so cool because i peeled the meat off of that and i had just a head head and a whole skeleton left and I said, just out of fun, I sent that picture to that editor, and then he put it in his magazine. Here, here is a, <laughs> a two-pound trout that Bill Cooper said weighed five pounds, and he swore that when he turned that skeleton loose, it swam away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So tall tales sometimes get get oh, a little man, out of yeah. control. Oh, well, James, man, it's been fun to talk to you. We we's out on water with you a little bit today, had a great time. You introduced me to Washington Lake here, and already I'm in love with it. They
2: uh, say Lake Washington.
1: Is that what they say? Yeah, this Lake is Washington. Beautiful Lake Washington. <laughs> beautiful Lake Washington. I will remember that. Okay. But down here in Mississippi, now hey, it, it. <laughs> I hear guys talking duck hunting. Uh, I'm going to be back.
2: There's there's another Oxbow up the way here it's called lee and i got a short little story about lake lee we we was coming i'd never been to lee lake and that's what we were calling it and uh we stopped to ask directions to get to it you had to go over the levee it's inside the levee you can fish arkansas license or mississippi license Uh we come up a couple of black gentlemen and we knew they were local they had to be we said uh could you tell us where lee lake is and it just looked like the puzzled look on their face and all of a sudden the light bulb come on. Uh, you must be talking about Lake Lee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. And I, I said, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> Tell us where Lake Lee is. Of Not Lee Lake, it's Lake Lee. That's the way they are. Hey, so. you've always
1: got to get it right. Well, hey, just in case people listening to the podcast would want to know a little more about your fishing club or maybe even talk to you and get a little fishing information from you. How would they go about doing that?
2: Well, we're on Facebook. That's the only kind of social media we're on, but you can look up the South Arkansas Crappie Club, and uh, I can't show you the picture of what the emblem looks like, right. but it's the state of Arkansas with uh, an American flag and a crappie with South Arkansas Crappie Club and the crappie.
1: It's a big crappie, just, too. Yeah,
2: yeah, just look for those. <laughs> and uh, and I'm the administrator on the page, and just ask to be added to the page or join the uh, join the membership of the... Page, so right. You right. wouldn't be joining a membership of the club right, unless you want right. to do that. Sure. But um, anyway, that's how we stay in contact with everybody and everything is through Facebook.
1: Great, great. Well, man, great. Thanks for hey, thanks for coming off the water <laughs> yes, and, and taking a little time from crappie <laughs> okay. fishing to do this podcast All with right. me. And uh, you know, this is a Living the Dream outdoor podcast, and we always close out by encouraging people to do their best to live their outdoor dreams. Yep. I'm Bill
0: Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.